The following content is not a substitute for medical advice. Hey, 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 it's the doctor and the DJ, doctor and the DJ. You want to start? No, you start. I'll start. Hello. <laughs> I've talked enough today. <laughs> it's the doctor and the DJ live. I'm Dr. Amy. I'm the DJ part, John Richards. Welcome to the doctor and the DJ. Yeah. Today we have a very special guest. We're going to bring her on in about five minutes. Uh, Latoya, good friend of ours, who was a medical oncologist ecology nurse who is now a medical tattoo artist and so she has a very interesting story we can't wait to have her and but we thought we'd start off just talking about what we're going to talk about yeah yeah and it's good to be back i was here in new york and it's good to be in the same room with you again amy here on the doctor and the dj podcast we're testing all of our technology skills what camera do i look in so we have many many cameras you can come and join us on our youtube channel (laughs) doctor and the dj on instagram and our youtube channel where we go live uh and this podcast which thank you uh make sure you tell everyone you know about this podcast we appreciate you being there and and you're you've talked about your friend latoya a lot we're really excited to have our first guests plus if you're doing the first guest of the season you want it to be a friend who is kind (laughs) And she is down in Atlanta. We're going to talk to her in a sec. We've already checked in a little bit this morning, but we were talking about, you know, cause she has such a, she has a journey about career change. And, um, and we wanted to talk about a couple of things as we get into adulthood, as we get into adulthood, we've been in adulthood longer than we haven't been. <laughs> Next up adulthood. <laughs> I'm just now figuring it out. Adulthood starts right now. Apparently, actually, I would argue a little bit that I am more of an adult now, like 10 times as much as I was just a few years ago, I think. I don't know what that really means. I just, it means you have a growth mindset and you I didn't know. get stuck being a 12-year-old in a grown man's body, <laughs> or which happens. Or skipped happens. over to just being a senior citizen suddenly and not caring about anything. I've seen that happen as well. But we were talking about um, career changes. And Amy, you famously had a career change. Not If you don't know, if you're new to the doctor and the DJ... Amy has not been a doctor since she turned, whatever, 21. <laughs> since 21. People don't really Doogie Howser. Yeah, Doogie Howser. Ha- or you know. 28 or whatever you've got. <laughs> I don't know. DJs just are DJs from the day you're born. So it's different. Um, you actually get an education. So you, I was there for this. Uh, you, you became a doctor and it was super easy. There were no obstacles and you just started in school and then you finished. And then uh, now you're a doctor. The end, right? That's right. So if you were um, going to North Seattle Community College, uh, I don't know, 10, 12, 13 years ago, um, I was the pregnant older lady in your class. (laughs) The one you didn't talk to. (laughs) The one you didn't talk to. The one you should have been talking to and the one you should have been lab partners with because I'm really fucking smart. Anyway, um, I went back to school in my 30s to become a doctor. So I started medical school. And since it had been so long since I had been in school, I had to do all my science classes again. There's a rule. You know, if it's been so long, you have Mm. to redo science, which makes sense because science is always changing. Um, So I went to North Seattle Community College. And oh, by the way, Right as I found out I got accepted into medical school, I found out I was pregnant with my son. So, 
and and what might happen to people's go oh well god universe wants me to be a mom not a doctor and i'm here to tell you that the obstacles the way <laughs> that's a book that's not my saying there's a book out there called the obstacle is the way but I, people do this book. they they sort of think that when they reach a challenge that's a sign to stop and i would say it's the opposite that that that's the you're being given something to make sure this is what you want to do and and how to figure it out right so i did i went to school very pregnant and at one point i was like just praying i got through chemistry and biology finals before i went into labor like i was on the cusp of labor <laughs> and i was just like please 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 and then I took a quarter off. I took a full three months off. And uh, then I came back. And then I was doing the thing where I was like breastfeeding my son in the car in the parking lot of the community college. And then going to physics. <laughs> and I was like, you know, trying to make sure like nothing weird happened. Like my, I didn't like leak milk and stuff when I'm in these like physics labs with these 19 year old kids, you know, um, to say that it was challenging is an understatement. All of it was challenging. Oh, and then I went to the medical school part after the community college and you, nothing happened then either. You just got into the, <laughs> to the community college portion where you were it was, it was like the Island of Misfit Toys, the way that you described it in the class. Well, the you know, people like, that I hung out with yeah. were not the status quo kids. Okay? Yeah. It was all this, like the diversity, the diversity in age, the diversity in ability. Yes. Um, I, we all kind of found each other and created our own little crew that we were rolling but, with. And at one point I was helping a blind woman I was her lab partner and she was, she actually wasn't born blind. So she did remember color and she did remember, um, she had like visuals in her mind. Um, but I helped her advocate for herself to get an accommodation, <laughs> right? Because I was her accommodation. And then we were like, wait a second, there's gotta be a better way for this. And so we got um, tools and support for her to use a microscope and like, you know, it was really cool. Yeah. Well, I remind you too, if you're the uh, able-bodied person or the person who is just, um, just in school in at that age, you know, you're in your high teens, low twenties, we may have been guilty of this. So it's a reminder to look around the room and be kind to everybody. But you did that, then you went through medical school and we don't, we could spend an entire podcast on this. But, but one thing that happened too, as you sort of climbed up out of this, this uh, going into this new career, mm. um, something we've talked about a bit is the friendships along mm. the way that not... Not everybody is along for the ride. They're not, they're not there when you're doing great and not necessarily there when you're doing bad. So they may not be the friends you want to keep. If, if, if history is the only thing you have in common with a friend, sometimes it may not survive highs and lows like that, right? Yes, I would say that I lost a lot of friendships when I went to medical school and had a child. Yeah, the kid part. The first for the kid. <laughs> and and actually, if you want to go way back when I when you and I got together and I took on a child and I was a stepmother, 
Yes. I was um, another child's bonus mom. And that was a whole change. And that was my choice. And I would have friends say things like, I would say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't meet you for happy hour. I have to pick up my child from school. And they'd say, you know, you don't have to go pick up John's kid. <laughs> I'd say, actually, I mean, we're a family now. <laughs> and <laughs> it's real nice he did. And I do want to pick him up. And I am a huge part of his life. So it is any big change. You might lose some people. You know who your friends are, though, as you get an adult and you marry the wrong person, not you, the other one. <laughs> you know who a real friend is when you're an adult? When that's over, they're waiting on the other side after you got sucked into that vortex of awfulness and were nowhere to be found. And they didn't want you near your friends because they were going to liberate you from like this horrible situation. And then when you come out on the other side, Amy, those people waiting for you, open up like heaven almost. You see those, you know, they talk about in heaven, you see glowing lights. And, is that what it is? And, and you see these people okay. who are in your life. That's what that is. And uh, mine were waiting on the other side. Well, who's waiting on the other side of this that podcast was... is our friend Latoya. Let's bring her on. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, we are so excited to have LaToya on the podcast. LaToya is a friend of mine, and um, we met at a retreat slash conference. I can hear I can your hear phone. My, I know. I'm trying to turn it all the way down. Let's see. <laughs> okay, sorry. What about that? <laughs> and we met... And one of the things you and I had in common at that conference was a little bit of imposter syndrome. You Ooh. and I were like, what are we doing here? And then we kind of <laughs> bonded over that, like, what are we doing here? And um, between the beginning and the end of that retreat, you and I had had many conversations where where we ended up was, hell yeah, I belong here. Yeah, we <laughs> Like, yeah, we're doing shit. We're doing stuff in our life. Um, but I'm so glad you agreed to do this podcast because I really think your story is amazing and inspiring Aww, Thank you. and it's one of change and transformation and, um, going from a safe, cozy circumstance of a nice paycheck to taking a risk and opening your own business and doing something completely different and, I'll just let you tell the story, but I know, I know not everybody was receptive. I know not everybody <laughs> was on board <laughs> with the new Latoya. No. no. <laughs> Why don't you tell us how it how it all started, or like give us a background? What were you doing before, and what are you doing now? So, um, hey everybody, I'm Latoya Janique. I am a medical tattoo artist and the owner of Scar Alchemy here in Atlanta. And in my former life, I was an oncology nurse practitioner. I worked for uh, Emory Hospital, Royal Renown Hospital. I worked at Grady Memorial Hospital here, which is um, the only level one trauma hospital in um, Atlanta. And it's one of the top level one trauma centers in Georgia. And I was just doing my thing in life. You know, going about. And um, I think probably what really started this whole transformation is I became a mom. That's like kind of where I pinpointed. But it really, when I think about it, it really had started before then. I just honestly was too afraid to even give the chatter in my mind some attention. But when I became a mom, things like started to be very clear and very evident about 
the way I wanted my life to go and wanted to show up in motherhood and the example that I wanted to set for my son. And I stopped being able to ignore uh, my spirit and all of the little nudges that I was getting. And so uh, I read Big Magic. I always try to tell people that part because that's really what lit my fire. I read Big Magic. If people aren't familiar with that book, um, it's Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And at the time I was in a book club with friends and we had read the book and we were all sitting around and talking about like we had had different scenarios in our life. And the premise of Big Magic is you get an idea and the idea wants to be made manifest. It wants to come alive. And you just have a short amount of time to act on the idea. And if not, it'll float along and you will see it happen for somebody else. And we'd all kind of share stories about like how that had happened to us before. And like, oh, you're watching TV or you read a magazine or somebody tells you about something and you're like, I had that idea. And I literally can't remember where I was. We were sitting in the park and I was like, the next time an idea comes to me, I don't care what it is. If it's to start a sock company, I'm going to do that shit. Like I was so passionate about that because the book was like, this is, this is such an everyday thing. We make it such a big deal. And once you start moving, things happen. And I said that and literally like three months from when I said that one of my patients came into um, the clinic that day, I was treating one of my breast cancer patients and she joked to me that she had had a mastectomy. So she had one natural breast and then one uh i call them mounds uh it's basically like imagine barbie doll with no nipples it's just a, a boob and they don't look very human the nipple and the areola is what makes them look human that's what makes you differentiate that between anything else that you've seen like that and she joked to me she said um one of my girls can see and one of them can't and she was looking for <laughs> she was looking for an areola artist and um we referred everybody in the city to this one, um, this one artist, and she said, nope. She said, I went through her portfolio. It's not very diverse. And she said, you find me somebody. And honestly, at the time, I just thought she was internet naive. She was an older woman, like in her late 50s, early 60s, and I just figured she just didn't know how to use Google or the internet. So that was my project. I said, sure, I'll go home. I know I can find you somebody. I'm like, we're in Atlanta, girl. This is easy. And I went back to my office that day and started an internet search and could only find, probably this was like in 2019, maybe five artists throughout the U.S. who even offered this service. And I was like stumped. And then like all of the feelings set in. And I was like upset because um, breast cancer um, disproportionately affects black women more than any other race, you know, and there are all these medical barriers. And I had never seen in practice and I had been a, a nurse practitioner for almost 10 years at that time. And I had never seen one of my patients have that service. I knew it existed. We talked about it all the time, but I had never seen anybody get it. And I, at the time, I think I just thought that maybe they couldn't afford it or they weren't interested. And it never dawned on me that they couldn't, they didn't have access to it because there wasn't anybody to provide it. And I was just like, wait a minute. And then Literally, it feels like I tell this story and I tell this, it literally feels like a little like fairy floated down out of the sky and a voice was like, you can do it. And that was like big magic. And I was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Like it was literally like that was it. It was like, this is your thing. And I was like, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then for like maybe three months, I wrestled with that idea. I started like researching and doing all this stuff and kind of thinking in my mind of what blah, 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 blah. And then I finally jumped and fast forward three years later, here we are. Do you, do you, if that, if that had come to you without 
opening yourself up to the possibility. Do you think it would have passed and the moment would be gone until you found that? Do you think you were? Oh, absolutely. Because, um, I only told this, I only told the idea to my, to one person. I told it to my God sister. She's like, kind of like, we're like, she's older than me, but we're like the same mindset. She's like the person that I can like share those kind of things with. And like I said, probably, um, maybe like three years before that, I, I felt like I wanted to do something different, but the, but the concept of that was so big to me because I had invested so much. Like I was well-respected in my industry. I had gotten like a lot of awards for this. My family bragged on me about having this job. I had student loans out the wazoo. You know what I mean? Like, and I actually loved what I did. I really, really enjoyed it, but I didn't know what I wanted to do next. But like the idea of like, I'm supposed to be doing something else was too scary for me to even like conceptualize. I just was like, I, I changed jobs. So that happened. So then I went to a whole different facility. I was like, maybe it's this, maybe it's these type of patients. Maybe it's this. So let me go somewhere else. So when that happened, I remember I went home and told my sister and she was like, mm, that's interesting. Like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just going to like try to do this on the side. I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to like figure it out and see. see maybe I could just add this. I like didn't even like flesh the idea out. And then for like literally like a month, I started doing all this research. And I remember one day I called her and was like, I think I'm going to like be a, be a permanent makeup artist. And I was talking and talking and she was like, you're so excited. And I was, <laughs> and then like the fear crept back in. And like two weeks later, she asked me about it. I was like, girl, I'm not doing that. I don't remember what that was about. I was like, I must have just been going through a thing. And she said, wait a minute. And she like literally stopped. We talk about this conversation all the time. She's like, no, 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 stay there. She was like, you were so excited about this. She's like, I want you to like stay in that moment and figure out what it is about that, that you wanted that you wanted. And I was like, it's the freedom. It's like the create, for me, it was like the creative freedom because I had been a creative all my life. I, I was a dancer. I used to paint. Um, I was like, um, I used to be in this big art show that travels. It's like having a 20 year anniversary. And I had kind of like pushed all that down. And I was like, I want to just have the freedom to like be more creative every day. And I'm not able to do that at the hospital. So had she not stopped me, I would, I would have just I would have just kept going and it it would have been another girl y'all would have been talking to having this conversation, <laughs> not me. You know, it, yeah, it's interesting. Like I, this runs into relationships too a little bit. What I, what just what you're, what hit me is that I often see people, it's almost more dangerous if you're not miserable, if you're not, I mean, you were saying you like what you did and, no, and I really that, enjoyed it. you did. Yeah. And in kind of a relationship where it's like, it's okay. It's not, you know, it's like, fine. Yeah. Like we're, yeah, we're 80, yeah. we're like coasting along. There's nothing to complain yeah. about. Yeah. Right. And I tell that to 10, people all the time too. Yeah. 10, 20 years pass and you realize, Oh, 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 that, that could have been this much more and like really living my true life. And, right. um, it's, it's, I'm so glad you brought that up. And, and while we're talking about it, um, really quick, just tell me too, I, I, Amy has told me a little bit about what you do, which I think is absolutely amazing. And she said so many uh, amazing things about you, but what a medical tattoo artist does, like, what is, what, what, who are you serving and, and what, what exactly do you do? 
Right. So that's a good question. So um, it's medical tattoos and it's different from traditional tattoos. And I don't draw like designs or any of that on people. Basically, what I do is I help conceal and cover up surgical scars. Um, I'm going to start doing areola restoration. So what that is, is after women have breast cancer, um, they'll get breast implants and it's literally just a mound, like I said, but there's no nipple, there's no areola. And so people disconnect from their bodies, even with all types of surgeries, because um, we hold a lot of shame in our skin. And you probably can imagine that if you have a scar anywhere on your body, you literally can go right back to that place, remember everything that happened, and you remember all of those memories. And for some people, it's like falling down with your cousins playing, you know, football. But for some people, it's an abusive relationship. For some people, it's a trauma, like a, like a car accident. For some people, it's cancer. Um, for some people, you know, it's like they went to go get some random cosmetic thing repaired and then they had a, you know, jacked up surgery and they're living with that. So it's not always... Um, you know, nice, happy things that, that people remember. A lot of times it's trauma. And so I um, basically create custom blend um, ink to match their skin tone to cover up. And it's essentially like permanent makeup. And um, I tell people, it's not so you can forget the scar. It's just so that's not the first thing you see when mm. you look at yourself in the morning. Wow. That is very powerful. Yeah. I would also say, and you tell me if this is, how you see it or like what people say about it when you're bringing attention to it, but you're, um, I mean, I worked in music for a long time. So I think I always think of these music references, um, that you're taping over mm -hmm. that, you know, for people who remember what cassette tapes were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like old school. Yeah. Like the tape tape. Like, yeah, you're like rewriting that. it. Yeah. 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 You're, you're crossing it out, you're rewriting, mm -hmm. and you're taping over. And that doesn't mean um, it's not there or that you ignore it or it's avoiding it. In fact, you're doing just the opposite, is that that attention you're giving it and that you're choosing now. That's the, that's the part. It's, I tell people, I'm like, you get to choose because sometimes people have scars. Um, I just did a I just I was at a big conference this weekend and I had a model and I did a demo and she had a tattoo, an infinity tattoo right here. And she's in a um, very like a sales position where she goes around to offices and meets with different people. And she's like, I literally have to wear long sleeves to work because there was this tattoo. And I mean, like an infinity symbol isn't something that's like, oh, what, what is that? But she got it removed and it looks even more noticeable. And she's like, my whole point was when I got, that was something I did in my 20s. I'm now like mid-30s and I don't even like this symbol anymore. Then I got it removed and I still have to wear long sleeves because I, she said she uses her hands a lot when she talks. And like seeing her and I'm like, oh yeah, it's right here. Everybody can see it. And she's like, now it's a whole thing of like, well, what was that? So I tell people, it gives you the choice. You might not want to talk about what randomly happened 20 years ago with some star. I had a, Somebody came to um to repair the alarm and it was a guy and he literally had the same thing. He was like, I had this from my, it was from an accident, a car accident. And he's like, it doesn't bother me, but I don't always want to talk about what this scar was. And I'm like, yeah, it's the option of not having to tell the story every time because sometimes people care, but people feel like everybody sees everything. They're like, I know people stare at it. And that, you know, some of that is like the psychosis that goes along with that. But it's different if, 
if every time you're out, people do ask you about something. You know what I mean? Like, that's easy for us to say. But if every time you're out having fun, people go, what, what happened to you right there? And that happens over and over and over again. That story gets old. Um, you don't want to talk about it all the time. So it's, it's the option to tell your story, to share your story when you want to. Mm. Yeah, that's that's great. I love that. Are you... um? Are you leading workshops, how to's now? Are you teaching people yeah, how to do I teach, this? I teach people. I have an online course. I teach it three ways. I have an online course. I have a hybrid course that's like virtual and it's actually live like two days. And then I do in-person training. So I'm teaching, which is fun because, yeah. you know, it's fun to see like, you get it. You know, like the light bulb. I used to be a teacher too, though. So like before... Before I was a nurse practitioner, I was a, I know I've lived a thousand lives. I'm, a, I'm, I'm yeah. 20,000 years old, guys. Um, I was a middle school and elementary school teacher. So it's like me coming full circle. And as a nurse practitioner, I always used to have to teach people anyway. I would teach them how to take the medicines and about this disease. You know, Dr. Amy, you're teaching the whole time you're practicing anyway. So it's just full circle all over again. When people say, you're such a good teacher, I'm like, I should be. <laughs> And what do you get along? <laughs> we were just yeah. talking about this earlier about Amy's kind of career path as well. And and you took you took a big risk. Yeah. I, I mean, you're a single risk. mom, you left yeah. a paycheck. You were you're doing a profession where when you looked it up, five people were what you found. That is a huge risk. And I know uh, for a lot of people we talk to, taking that leap at any age or situation that may not be as scary as even that. Um my mom did that. My mom was a single mother of three, got divorced, wow. moved the opposite side of the country of my father. And eventually she got her master's in criminology of all things. Like with all, in a million years, I would never right. have guessed my mom was into crime, like civilian <laughs> crime protection, protecting women um, from people and then businesses wow. as well. It's a long story, but, yeah, but yeah. that always inspired me. And I look back now as an adult. And, think, and you're like, what the oh hell? She was God, a badass. Man, what a yeah. Rare, I guess, yeah, you, you just went for it. But I know for you, um, you just couldn't ignore that that calling, that 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 thing you had to do. For people out there who are on the edge of that, what it, what is your advice? I would say um, it's it's going to be scary. It's always scary, even when I like. Sometimes I like tell that story or I write that story and I look at it and I'm like, that is the craziest shit I've ever even heard of. Like it, it kind of gives me chills like sometimes too, if I write it all out and, or like when yeah. I tell it to people, I'm like, they think I'm crazy. And I didn't tell people my plan. I like, but I, I, I have that mindset. I know not to do that. I have read, um, I'll think of it. I'll think of the book in a minute. But, you know, you can't always tell everybody what you're doing because some people will just project. And you'll when you're like, like right in the thick of it, if your ideas and your goals aren't solid, um, you'll just take that on. It's their own fear and they'll like give it to you like you shouldn't. But really, it's like they wouldn't. So I knew mm -hmm. not to tell everybody anyway, just because I did not want people to give me their fear. And then me start kind of like having that play in my head. But um, my biggest, my biggest, my biggest fear outside of like, what if this doesn't work? Or I can't believe I'm doing this was, was like, what if I never do this? And I never really reach my potential. Like my life is happy. My life is good. I really didn't have any plans, but there was a big piece of me that was missing. And I was like, I kind of know what that looks like. I've seen people, you know, like you said, mostly like relationships where people are like together, but they don't seem happy. And like mm -hmm. together is okay. 
but happiness is amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> I just kind of gave it. I was like, okay, so if I had a genie and they were like, do you want to live the life you're currently living or do you want to live this amazing life? And, and the only way you're going to know if the amazing life is yours is if you go for it. Like, let me go for it. And maybe like a little cushion was like, it's medicine. In my mind, I'm like, people are going to be sick forever and ever and ever. I can always go back to medicine. But I didn't, I kind of just was like, I don't want to be one of those people who never knows. Like to get to the end and probably because I've, I've worked with cancer patients, I I always used to say like live out loud because my patients would say stuff to me like, go for it, do it. Like I saw that every day is a reality. And I'm like, I do not want to be 10 years from now, two years from now going like, damn, what if I would have just tried it? You know what I mean? It may not have been, it's like, what if you, what if you fail or what if you fly? Like that's, that was like the quote that kept going over in my head. I'm like, well, bitch, me. I'm like, bitch, I'm going to fly. Like I'm jumping, I'm going to fly. I'm going to have to hit the ground first. And then, and then I'll, I might jump again. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm that girl. Yeah. I I think this is true that a lot of people get they wait until something bad happens. Yes. Instead of doing right? it before. Like, mm-hmm. They wait for something to happen. Mm. Because when things do happen, John and I call it the the clarity. Like when mm-hmm. someone dies, you get mm-hmm. the clarity. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. are suddenly crystal clear on what's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what if you could get there without that. Yeah. What if you could listen to what you know is in your heart? What if you could get to that clarity and take those risks without that, that boost of something bad happening or calamity, you know, like, do you have to wait until you get the terminal cancer diagnosis? Do you have to wait until your spouse dies. Right. Do you have to wait until you get fired? You get fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? To quit the job you didn't like anyway. You know what I mean? That's For right. some people. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. the affair happens. Like, the oh, affair okay, happens. now I should. Now yeah, I should well, leave him because he was abusive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Now yeah. I'll go. Now I'll go. Yeah, I tell that. I'm like, I don't want to hit the bottom. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like when you see, like, athletes, like the Michael Jordans, like, you want them to leave when they're when they're yeah. at their high. You, like, hate for the champion to, like, you know, go all the way. I'm a big Muhammad Ali fan. So, like, mm, you yeah. know, I, I'm like, oh, God, what if they just would have told him to stop way before then? You know, we didn't know all of the all of the after effects. Now I've met him personally. He's a, he was an amazing spirit, like amazing. Wow. But that's kind wow. of like one of my things. I know. Yeah. I've met him before. He I, was, he's my hero. That is, that is wow. He was, I met him. Um, my god brother is a professional boxer. So he had a brand deal with Jordan and um, they came through. This was years ago when you could like, remember when you could like go through the airport and like wait at the terminal for people to get off <laughs> yes. the flight. You know, sounds like a yes. long fairy tale time ago, but um, they had a layover in Atlanta for like hours and they were on tour and he called us and told us that they were coming through. So we went and met him and um, he was so sweet. He told he told this story because my godbrother, um, I don't know if you guys know Roy Jones Jr. He said that um he said yeah. your brother he said your brother thinks he's handsome, but I'm prettier than him. <laughs> and oh I just remember being like, he literally still has that fire. Like this was right. 
I was like, that's all he said because he couldn't, you know, he couldn't really communicate yeah. well. But that's all he said. But he whispered it to me. And I remember being like, what? Like, I was like, oh, my God. I feel like even more in love with him um, oh. then. But like, yeah, he just has like a huge fear. But I always think about stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, if we could have captured him when he had like so much to say still before... Yeah you know, he was almost silenced by that. Like, that's kind of where I want to be. I'm like, I don't want to hit the bottom. I want to I want to go out blazing and, and make my own path instead of having to kind of chase it because um, it feels yeah, yeah, different. You, yeah, you don't want to fight Larry Holmes. You, you right. want to retire before that <laughs> I want to retire before, before that I fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't roll me, don't be to death, baby. Exactly. Latoya, I... I want to segue this conversation okay. in my, into friendships and like our friendship, we can start there, but I think sometimes people hold themselves back because they're afraid of losing friendships. Mm -hmm. And some of those friendships are built on negativity or complaining, um, and then once you do kind of take the reins of your life, like you, you figure out how to get out of the trunk mm -hmm. of the car that like someone else is driving, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> like you figure out how to uh, get from like victimhood and like, right. you know, and then like, maybe you're in the backseat of the car. I know I'm going right. in this weird analogy, but I got you. I, and then I'm maybe the you go in the passenger seat, seat and, and then so and now you're in the driver's seat. You're like, now you're seat. in the driver's seat, right? <laughs> And then some people they they're just cozy in the in the trunk, <laughs> like they just or they're like, they don't want to be you, you could drive. That's right, and they don't want to be responsible for driving because you gotta stay awake. <laughs> we could go so many directions, right? right? All the things. That... And you and I, I missed my flight, so you and I were at this retreat. <laughs> <laughs> and I missed my flight, but I knew I was missing it and I was okay. Right. Yeah, like I yeah. knew Could the you, flight was leaving. You were like, I told, look, just for the record, I told Amy to go downstairs and catch her flight. And she was like, I don't want to miss this part. <laughs> <laughs> Really? There was a gospel choir. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not missing this. She was uh -huh. like, I don't want to miss this part. And I'm like, girl, you better get your flight. And then she went downstairs and then she came back and was like, fuck it. It's too late. <laughs> no. <laughs> Amy wanted to experience one more thing. One somebody. more no thing. Way. She's like, I'll just change my flight. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And I changed my flight. And then I was like, wait, how are you getting to the airport? Because I had a car and my car bailed. Because I had a car like, for my actual back. flight. For my actual flight, yeah. I had a car. I don't have a way to the airport right now. So I'm like, girl, I can't sit... It's plenty of room. Come on. We go into the same place. Yes, you can ride with me. Yeah. So I got a ride in LaToya's car. <laughs> the car she hired. <laughs> My um, car. <laughs> the car for hire. And we're having this conversation about losing friendships because we were, we were bonding over our new friendship. Mm -hmm. And we were saying that... We had been so inspired by this retreat we were on and so inspired by all the things we had learned. And we were just more and more and more like ready to go with all the things we were doing in our lives and feeling inspired. And you were telling me 
how lonely you felt sometimes mm-hmm. that some of your friends had just, they were just not into new LaToya. <laughs> not that you were ever not new LaToya, right. but you stepped into yourself of who mm-hmm. you really are. That's really what happened. And, uh, there was this hike during the, um, retreat with all these inspiring, uh, people and we like hiked up this mountain. Right. And you and I, the phrase came out, your friends are at the top of the mountain. And we just kept saying that. We're like, our friends are at the top of the mountain. The Mm -hmm. friends are at the top of the mountain. The ones that are willing to climb with you and then hold you up. And cheer you on. And and then our driver got in on this. What the driver driver, say, remember? The the driver Driver was was all into this conversation. He was so (laughs) into this conversation. He was like, yeah. And so... The truth is, and me and you looked at each other was like, he was listening the whole time. But he yeah. said that um, it happens to everybody. And he said, what you can't do is just keep looking back. You have to look forward because your, your, your friends are at the top of the mountain. He said the people who are really meant to be in your life um, will show up for you. They'll be there. And, and like kind of like, because um, I said it was so bittersweet. I said it's so bittersweet because it's basically like, for me, it was like, okay, I stepped into this whole new part of my life, and then literally there's nobody that's coming along with me. Mm. So you start a new thing, and you're all along starting that new thing, and then literally, like, in the other comfort spaces of my life, there's nobody there either, and it, it felt very lonely. And he just was like, yep, and that's how you know you're in the right place. And I was just like, we're there. <laughs> Getting the truth like, bombs from the... Uh, <laughs> dude. Car driver. Don't, from the, don't even from start. The I've learned driver. so many things from the drivers. <laughs> the Uber drivers are the best. Yeah, I was, I was like, listening. I, I was oh. I was listening. To, I think it was Bono's book, and he said the the best advice he's ever gotten was from strangers about oh, yeah. thing. Because they're Just, di- they're detached and they can li- literally see the whole playing field. And whether you take their advice or not, they can be honest with you versus, you know, people close to you are like, I don't know if she's going to receive this or I don't know if I want to say or I already told you that. The strangers are like, look, (laughs) that's what he said. He was like, that's how you know you're in the right place. If you look around and you're by yourself and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, that's how you know you're in the right place. And me and you were just like, I just remember being like, I felt like my heart just like exploded. I was like. Okay, put big girl panties on and and just get comfortable here, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to join us today. And I know this is Latoya. Fun. Where can people find you? That's what I was gonna ask. Follow me on besides Atlanta. Media. Just go to Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> She's in Atlanta. Georgia. Georgia. It's in the South. You can find it. <laughs> I am on Instagram at the Scar Alchemist. Scar S C A R Alchemist A L C H E M I S T. And also on YouTube. I'm trying to start a YouTube. I feel like oh, yeah. a fish out of the water. Um, all things behind the scenes, mom life, regular life, life, the scar alchemist on YouTube. And I'm making my way over to the other social media platforms. You know, it's a process. <laughs> but the Scar Alchemist and um, my website www.scaralchemy.com if you're interested in services or know anybody who is or even want to like jump out there and try something new I'd love for you to be my student to be my client to be my fan yeah people <laughs> fly into Atlanta to see you 
Yeah, like 70% of my clients fly in. I had one of my clients yesterday was from Arkansas. And I remember I was like, I was trying to figure out where she was from uh, based on her address. And she's like, Little Rock. And I was like, oh, I don't think I know anybody from Little Rock. Little Rock. Like, hey, girl. Yeah. So most yep. of my clients do. That's awesome. See? Yeah. You, you started over and people are flying. They, you flew. Okay, ready? You <laughs> flew. Uh, no. <laughs> look, look. He uh, said no. no. He's no. not getting... Let me just get out of the way. <laughs> I did not. I, I flew. I did not. And then they flew. are fly, fly, literally flying, flying to you. To yeah, that's right. Look at how you brought that thing full circle. <laughs> I, I do a I do a morning radio show, and it's like half my show is this is me going. Oh, I've come up with this. Hers are so much better. <laughs> Mine are like, mine are mixed in dad jokes, and it's just not great. But when Amy gets on, it's amazing. You know, if you don't mind st sticking around for a sec, too, um, Amy and I, we're doing this retreat. I'm just going to charge my phone up real quick if you see me. My yeah, we, okay. we, we, are, we are actually talking to our our subscribers people? and people who, who follow us and, and we're doing this retreat down in um, Palm Springs. It's going to be amazing. Ooh, and, and the message that we're telling people too is we're asking you to stop what you're doing. Not literally. You can keep doing all the things yeah, yeah. like hold, holding a baby or you're driving a car, but I mean, wait, hold on. Stop Drop the baby. You're, Drop your you're, baby. But we're hoping that this, you know, not hoping we know that you need the clarity um, of sitting again. We're not strangers, but we are a third party here and, and right. can talk to people honestly about where we're at at this age mm -hmm. and where we're at with our careers and where we're at with our mental health and how we're viewing mm -hmm. the world. And um, we're going to head down for four days. Now, I'm Amy's led retreats. I'm very excited about this. I feel I'm telling people to come down to learn some things. And I, I feel like John Richards <laughs> is going to walk away learning more than anyone. It's um, always like that, though. Like the light yeah. I got you is yes. the point. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and so what it's so interesting that we're in this conversation because we are asking people to take this chance. And this is over four days and not an entire career change or right. uh, I'm not made. And this is a big decision uh, to come down and do something that can change you. But Amy has come back. Like she talks about you and how she came back. Just like she was in this space where, um, where you said, where she, she was on her own and talking about how great it was to meet like-minded people and to oh, have God. allies and to have like a new perspective. And we're, we've realized through this podcast and through the stuff we do in our community that um, we wanted to do more. So we're actually talking to people directly now to come down to this retreat, right, Amy? Um, yes. So Latoya and I- Oh, we're, we're echoing now. We're echoing now. Latoya and I met at a retreat. That's right. And the obstacle is the way. So we were talking earlier, actually, before we all hopped on official, we were talking off, off the live, and we were talking about whatever obstacle you have to overcome to do something like that is the portal to your freedom. I think that's amazing. I love that. I think that's, I think that's so important. I think when you do retreats, what people don't realize if you've never been on a retreat because the one you and Amy, the one we met on, that was like my first one, like probably that was my first retreat ever. Um, the <laughs> intention is so powerful that when you set the intention for what you want, um, 
you're so focused on it and then being in a space with everybody has a similar intention you're going to have a breakthrough you don't know what that is and what breakthrough might mean for you but it's it's going to happen because you're so focused on that and so for that to be the message i'm excited for you guys because <laughs> um you're like gonna be a part of like your people are gonna remember this retreat forever just like dr amy we literally know where we met and what what happened and we can always have that that's like a part of our story and it'll be a part of our paths going forward because that was when we were like fuck imposter syndrome we're doing this shit you know what i mean and then look at where we are now you know and where we'll be you know going forward but i love that for you guys because that's so dope like when, once you get on a, once you go to a good retreat you are like i know the answer and i need another one to, to get me to the next level like you see the value in them they're powerful. So I'm excited that you guys are doing this as a couple too. This is kind of fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Latoya. It was really good to meet you. You're welcome. Bye, everybody. Thank you yeah. for hanging with us yeah, on the real, Doctor and the DJ today. Real big uh, thank you to Ruinous Media and to Michael Lerner for our theme song and to everybody who's watching and listening. <laughs> and remember to tell everyone you know about the podcast. And uh, again, you can download this wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, I think that's about everything. Did we yeah. Have anything? We still have spots on that retreat we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you know, um, what I was saying earlier, whatever obstacle you're facing if you overcome that obstacle and you choose to overcome it because you really want to come i'm telling you it's a portal to freedom if if you're not coming because uh you can't figure out child care for your kids if you figure that out that's like a portal to freedom yeah, that's right like there. you figured out how to get your kids handled when you <laughs> want to go do stuff if you know you name I, just, it. I don't want to i don't want to hammer the point home i keep running into people who when asked about doing things for themselves, I'm finding the answer is they're, they don't have one. And, re, and as soon as you start asking that question, um, you need to start finding answers. I really believe that. I recently took some time for myself because I wasn't doing it and I thought I was totally doing it. So we hope you'll take time for yourself and uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Anyway, you can go to the link in our bio on our Instagram. You can go to our website and find more information about the podcast in general. Find out information about the retreat. Big Magic was the book. Oh, yeah. Right? Big Magic was the book. That she referenced earlier. That she referenced okay. earlier. I wanted to yeah. wrote that down to get another book on my nightstand to help things because I really like Latoya's story. All right. Thanks, everybody. It was uh, great to be with you. Thanks. Uh, big thank you to Patrick as well for uh, uh, helping us as always today. All right. This is Dr. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.